Welcome to the Brian Thomas Crop Podcast. I am Brian Thomas Crop, and I believe that stories are a tremendous force for good in the world. And so I write them and I enjoy getting to share those stories with other people like you. And so I've developed this podcast to be able to share some of those stories uh, that I have written uh, with you. And uh, today's story uh, comes from a, a book of short vignettes from the Bible called Fish Tales. And it was a look at um, certain stories and accounts in the Bible that may or may not be that familiar, but they all involved water or fish. And a look at what the fish in the story might have thought of those same experiences. And this story it it's uh, an account in Jesus's life, and it's not a well-known story in Jesus's life, but it's fascinating all the same. And we will talk a little bit more about uh, how this particular chapter came to be included in the book Fish Tales uh, right after we finish reading that chapter in the story, which we will do right after this word from our sponsor. This episode is also sponsored by the Casey Jackson in South Acres series. I am proud to announce that the final book, Carry That Weight, is out in Amazon stores. You can get that in a physical book or in an ebook for your Kindle. Uh, this is uh, a story that has taken about a year to get released. It's a four-part story, and all four parts are out, so you can have the whole series. Uh, go check out the link in the show notes and grab your own copy of Carry That Weight, or if you haven't uh, looked at the whole series, you can grab the whole series uh, there as well. And now, here's our chapter. Chapter 5, The Coin However, not to give offense to them, go to the sea and cast a hook and take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Matthew seventeen twenty-seven. The bottom of a sea can be an interesting place. Sure, at first glance, it's crawling crabs, gently swaying plants, and heaps and heaps of sand. But just underneath the sand are tiny rocks, broken shells, and many things dropped from up above. Then something caught Bernard's eye. It sparked his curiosity, and he swam deep below the surface. Bernard was a very curious fish. He had a hard time ignoring anything that interested him. From the corner of his eye, he'd noticed a sparkle, a glint, a flash showing from something buried in the sand. He was curious. What might it be? He remembered a time when he uncovered a large reed basket after seeing the smallest bit of its corner peeking out of the sand. He proudly showed off the basket to all of his friends. Bernard loved the thought that this new thing in the sand just might be another adventure. Since it was buried in the seabed, he had to be pretty clever to free the whole object. He decided to do what he'd done with the basket and poked at it with his nose to see what it might reveal. He pushed the object and fanned the sand away with his tail fin. It was nothing like a basket. It was much smaller than a basket. It was also much shinier than a basket. Bernard liked shiny things. 
The object was flat and round with some odd markings. He had never seen anything like it before. Bernard had a problem. He didn't know what his discovery was. If he could get it to his father, he would know what it was and what to do with it. Then Bernard remembered he was a fish and couldn't pick it up. He tried using his fins, but they were too flippy. He tried kicking it with his tail, but the disc only got pushed deeper in the sand. This really had Bernard baffled until he got a great idea. Bernard opened his mouth wide, scooped up the object, which was not easy to do since it was heavy and almost didn't fit in his mouth. Then he began the long trip to visit his father. He was quite proud of himself, especially since fish are not very inventive. On his way, Bernard spied something else quite curious. Floating in the middle of the water was a worm, or at least it looked like a worm. It was bunched up, which didn't look very much like a worm, but it did wiggle and squirm a bit like a worm. What was really odd was how it just stayed in one place, not swimming around. Bernard's curiosity got the better of him. I'll have to show this to father too, he thought. And he opened up his mouth and grabbed the floating worm. Suddenly, there was a sharp stabbing pain in the corner of his mouth. Bernard could feel himself quickly being pulled up and up and up till he was... Where was he? Wherever it was, there was no water, which made it quite cold and impossible to breathe. The stabbing pain in his mouth grew. Bernard was, in a word, frightened. He squirmed and wriggled with all his might, but nothing made it better. All the thrashing made his need for water to breathe greater and greater. It was then he came face to face with a very strange creature, a walker. Bernard had heard stories about walkers and how they took fish out of the water all the time, and the fish never came back. His heart pounded loudly as the walker reached out its hand. It grabbed Bernard and squeezed his mouth open. This was the end. Bernard was sure of it. Then the walker reached in Bernard's mouth and took out the shiny object. The walker removed the hook from the corner of Bernard's mouth and released him back into the water. The salt water stung where the fish had pierced him. Bernard swam away from that place as fast as he could. In one moment, he had lost both of his curiosities and was not feeling quite so proud of himself as he finished the journey to his father's house. When he asked what happened to his mouth, Bernard told him the curious adventure he'd had that day. His father wasn't sure whether to believe the story or not. It didn't matter. Bernard knew what had happened. From that day on, Bernard was always extra careful around anything that caught his curiosity. Think about it. Curiosity is not always a bad thing, but it's not always a good thing either. Have you ever been curious and your curiosity got you in trouble? What happened? What did you think would have happened if you'd done something different with your curiosity? Ask God for wisdom to know which curiosity will lead to good things and which will lead to trouble. Like I said, this uh, account in the Gospels is not the most known. Uh, 
they were uh, supposed to pay taxes. Uh, and uh, Peter asked Jesus, we don't have any money. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Jesus said, go to the, go to the thing and, and find a fish, and in the fish you'll find the tax money. I'm like, oh, that's a cool way to pay taxes. Um, but as I was developing the story, um, if you've uh, listened to uh, past episodes, you've kind of heard the, the journey of how this particular book came to be. Uh, I was trying to write a print book uh, for uh, being self-published on Amazon, and I had written this sort of screenplay in middle school that had these different stories of a fish's perspective on the Bible. Uh, That was the title that I'd given the thing uh, because I'm bad at titles. And I was coming up short because it kind of seemed like I needed more than, I think there were only four stories in that um, animated thing. I think there was the creation story, which is chapter one. There's the Red Sea, which is chapter two in this book. And then um, there may have been Jonah and the big fish, but I know that chapter six, which we'll look at uh, next time, that was going to be the ending, and it had a much different ending than uh, what ended up in Fish Tales. But I was a couple of stories shy to make this book come all the way uh, full, and I thought, oh, what are other stories with fish? And this was interesting because it directly involved a fish in a rather unique way, and I always wondered, how did this, the coins end up in the fish's mouth? Uh, I fully believe that it's possible that God could just, boom, put coins in a fish's mouth. Um, but I thought it was also kind of interesting to find uh, how might a coin have ended up uh, in a fish's mouth in a more um, uh, normal way, I guess, as, as, you know, fish eat coins, which they don't. But um, so that was this and another way to kind of deal with uh, curiosity. Uh, as a boy and a father of two boys, I remember being very curious. And sometimes those curiosities were really, really helpful. And I think of all of the things that we've discovered as a society that are good uh, come from a curiosity of how did God make the world and what happens if we do this with what God created? Um, and But there are also all kinds of things, obviously, that we get into curiosity-wise that end up being damaging or frightening or who knows what, and kind of figuring out what things are good and uh, good about curiosity and what are sort of problems with curiosity. Uh, So that was kind of a fun thing to explore with this uh, particular chapter. Uh, But next week, uh, we will look at uh, the last chapter in uh, Fish Tales, looking at Uh, a time when uh, the disciples ran into Jesus and uh, many of the disciples were uh, fishermen by trade and um, Jesus got their attention through a miracle of fish. So uh, if you enjoyed this uh, story, let other people know about the podcast or about the book Fish Tales. You can get your own copy of Fish Tales over there at Amazon.com. And you can find out uh, more about other books that I'm writing and uh, when those are coming out. You can kind of be in the first to know by uh, joining my email list. Uh, you can do that. You can find the, the link to that in the show notes. And just as a thank you for joining that list, you get your very own free uh, PDF copy of the first story that I wrote uh, and put out on Amazon called For the Benefit of Mr. Kite. It was featured in episode one, and uh, you can get your very own copy uh, f- uh, just by letting uh, 
me know what your email address is. We can uh, chat with one another and all those good things as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you come back next time as we look at chapter six called The Miracle. Until then, I hope you have a great week.